You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. I love that song. Hi, I'm Rick Franzi. This is Orange County's longest running business talk show, and we have a great show planned for you. I know I say that consistently, but I mean it this time, as I do every time, because Kim Thompson is our guest. She's the owner of Kim Kelly Productions, but she's much more than that. She's a producer, production person. She's a consultant. She's a speaker, an author, a serial entrepreneur. Kim, welcome to the program. Thank you. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Let's get right into it. Let's talk about your origin story, your background that led to you being now a serial entrepreneur. Hmm. Well, years ago, I witnessed my dad who had his own business and he did, I would say 90% of his business was done on the golf course. And so watching that, I thought, oh my gosh, sign me up, whatever it takes. I want that kind of a life. And, and I really, I went into sales and I excelled at sales. I really loved sales, but what was happening is my clients were actually hiring me to train their sales teams. And so as I started doing that, I realized, wow, this is something I really enjoy doing. And I also realized though, while I was doing it, I was young, I was in my twenties and I was going into these companies where these, there were people in their forties and fifties. And I thought, uh Oh, I, I, you know, had to think about, wow, how am I really going to do this? What, how's this showing up? So I did a deep dive into personal development and start because around that time I met a man named Zig Ziglar and mm-hmm. you probably are very familiar with Zig yes. Ziglar and I loved him and he became a mentor and I re- quickly realized that personal development and business development really go hand in hand. So I actually bought a franchise in the personal development industry and I used the two of those with sales to do my sales training and I loved it. And then fast forward years later, after marriage and raising a family and such, I I went through a divorce and I thought I really want to get back into business, but wanting to do something where I could be present to my kids. And so uh, it finally landed on starting an online publication because I really wanted to do blend my writing with the motivation, with the personal development, but I, I didn't want to compete with the likes of Entrepreneur Success Magazine. And so I started... I started a publication for the hospitality industry because I had done a lot of work in the hospitality industry with production and such. And so I started an online magazine, no idea what I was doing. I mean, no, I barely send an email, truthfully. And but you know what? When you have an idea for something, you just you figure it out. You just have to say, well, what would it look like? What's the possibility? And and eventually you start to you you meet people that can help you with that and answer some of those questions. So we figured it out. And that online magazine, because I understood search engine optimization, I had done some studying with that years, you know, this was years ago when that was a big deal. And it quickly led to three different, three different businesses, content development business, the magazine, of course, and then a production company, because the meeting planners that were coming out here to this area wanted somebody to help with some of the events. And so that's what happened. So how long after you started that, did you feel... I've got a scalable business here. Pretty quickly, actually, because what happened is I had I had this idea for the magazine that I could take it into different cities. And then eventually mm-hmm. I thought, well, I could take it into I can be a regional publication because it was really for hospitality, for meeting planners and and mostly incentive meeting planners. So it was specific. 
But I thought, well, I could do it into any area that has a resort type destination where people will be taking their incentive events. But what happened is that I could have scaled that, but then the content development was taking off and then the production company. <laughs> and again, I wanted to be present for my kids. That was why I was doing it. And I thought, oh, wait a minute, this is going to just really take me down the wrong path. And I started realizing that if I was doing that, I would have been doing it simply for the money. And that mm -hmm. was the wrong reason to do it. And I knew right then and there that I had to make a decision if I was going to move forward with what I really wanted to do and what, what was true to me, what my real purpose was, which was being with my kids, I had to let something go. And so I just, I made that decision that I needed to let that go and I could focus on something else where my energy be better, better spent and I could grow that as well and still be in my own backyard. Okay. So I want to make sure I'm on point with you. Did you know what the next thing was for you before you closed down your current thing or did I you had the content development business going so what happened is because I gave advertorials for the magazine so that anytime uh -huh. a venue or a hotel uh, purchased an ad I would write an article for them and I was the one that was doing that at the time I wrote the articles but I love writing so and I knew the the venues and the hotels so well that I wrote the articles and then what happened is I was getting calls and they were saying, Hey, we really like this. We're getting ranked. Can you, would you be willing to take over the content? So we started doing that. And I hired people. I hired mostly journalism majors and English majors to help me with a lot of that. And, but what happened is, as we were doing that, the productions were picking up as well. And I thought, okay, well, what do I really want to do at the same time? I was starting to get asked to come and speak with different groups that were entrepreneurial that, you know, looking at trying to build a business. How do you do it? What, you know, you didn't even know what you were doing. And so as I was doing that, and that was, that was a love of mine. I mean, I had done a lot of that early on, obviously with the sales training and with the personal development. And I thought, man, I really missed this. Mm -hmm. And so I decided that I would really lean into more of the speaking, more of what became really the coaching while doing the production and I slowly started to let, I didn't let it go right away, but I slowly started to hand off that content to other people because I realized that it just, it was, I was in a sense building the wrong business, even with the magazine and with the content development, my heart wasn't in it. And again, the money was great, but I was building the wrong business and it wasn't what really where I knew that my true talent was. And it wasn't what I really felt strongly about. And so I had to let it go. But there's a power in that. There's a tremendous power in that. Because when you let something go, you open yourself up to something bigger. If you're willing to look at that. Right. Right. And that 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 is the essence of my kind of question. Because many times you work so hard to build a business as an entrepreneur, you get it to a point where it's a business and it can be tough to turn your focus in a different direction and sort of start all over again. But that's why you're a serial entrepreneur. You're able to, you have that skill, obviously. I'm wondering over the, over the arc of the time that you've been an entrepreneur, was there a time when one or more of your businesses faced a serious, say, external challenge? And if so, what'd you do about it? I mean, clearly when COVID hit, the production company absolutely took a hit because it, it, I mean, I, I stood there as if I was in an airport looking at all the flights canceling. It was like all these events, boom, 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 oh gone, 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 gone. And I'm watching in my head, right. I'm thinking 30 grand, 50 grand, 20 grand, 30. Oh my, you're watching them all go away. Right. And I'm thinking, okay, well, well now what? And 
And the question was for me, it wasn't like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? It, it was always, it's, it's always been, and I think this is just part of my nature and also part of just the environment I grew up in watching, you know, watching my dad in sales and trying different things. It was, it was more like, okay, well, I guess this is telling me I need to maybe lean more into the coaching. Maybe I need to really strongly start developing that and doing more of the speaking and such as well. Because again, I loved doing that. I loved doing it from a young age, but I had pushed it aside. When I became a mom, I was doing other things and I was a mom and I was there for my kids when they were younger. And I just, I pushed that off to the back burner. And it was, you know, when you have, a desire in your heart, when you have something that you're passionate about and that you're really good at, if you don't follow through on it, if you don't take action, even if it is imperfect action, even if it's baby mm. steps first, if you don't step out towards that, it's always going to come back and haunt you. It's always going to come back. It's always going to stay with you. And I didn't want to get later down the road and go, oh, why didn't I ever do that? Why never do that? Because I knew it was always going to be with me. So I thought, okay, this is the kick I needed. I need to start focusing more on the others. That's what I did. I started doing these summits, virtual summits, where I was interviewing all these different entrepreneurs. Same thing. You've had to make a pivot. What's going on? What are you doing? Just to really understand what they were going through as well. Imperfect action. Write that down, ladies and gentlemen. I love that because I think a lot of times entrepreneurs wait longer than they needed to because they don't feel like they're ready. But they're, as we talked before, Sometimes you can only learn by doing, and your term imperfect action is really the idea of taking forward action and learning what's happening, right? Yeah, I don't think you're ever really going to be ready because action creates clarity, let's face it. And, and again, even if it's just baby steps, like if you want to write the book, write a page, start <laughs> writing things, right? Go, right? go to a networking event, you know, make that phone call. You never, because when you start to step out in any kind of action, you'll start to gain more clarity. You'll, you'll be at, you know, standing in line for the post office to get the chance meeting. Like things start to happen for us. Right. Because we've opened ourselves up to the opportunities. We've, we've put ourselves in a field of possibilities. But mm -hmm. if you play small and you hold back, which is so easy to do, it's, listen, I got really good at justifying things. I can't go out and speak now. I can't do that. I can't open that up. <laughs> I can't start that because I got kids. I've got this. And the reality is, there's always a way. If you really truly have that desire, there's always a way. It's just a matter of, are you going to show up for yourself? I think the other side of that coin of reluctance is people are unwilling many times to tell people about what they'd like to do for a variety of reasons. My personal experience is that's one of the first things you should do when you've decided to write a book or do something because the world will conspire to help you if you tell it what you want to do. What's your philosophy or belief? Oh, I think so, 100%. I think, I think if you find the supportive people, and I think that's key, you have to have a supportive network around you because there is a flip side to that. Sometimes, and, and I, I think it's very much an internal thing, I think that if we haven't fully bought into our own idea yet and we start to present it and share it with others that may not have our best interests, they, we may think they do, because a lot of times our friends, you know, think we, oh, we they know what's best for us. And they have, you know, they, they have our best interests at heart, right? But then they say, oh, you've tried it. Don't do that. Oh, it's <laughs> you know, the crab pulling the crab back right. in the spot, right? right. Yeah. But I think when you have a supportive network, when I think you have like, you know, when you've got 
a group around you that are good, solid friends, when you've got a coach or you've got, you know, a mastermind group, whatever it may be, your support system, absolutely, I think you want to share that because, again, you never know who somebody else knows that could help you on your journey as well. That's right. So you are an event producer, you're a coaching consultant, you're a speaker, and an author. So let's talk about what is the business, Kim, that you are doing now and tell us about the problems that you solve and who you help and why they work with you. Just give us a sense for your current iteration of being a serial entrepreneur. Right. With the coaching business, I mean, I have the production company. It's a well-oiled machine. I've got a great team in place for that. So when we do events, obviously I oversee certain things, but you know, that does give me the time and the freedom to do other things. And that's why I love the coaching because I built a business. I can talk to other people about how to build a business. So I do group coaching programs. Um, I love working with entrepreneurs. I work a lot with female entrepreneurs, but usually it is entrepreneurs that are coming out of corporate professional background, maybe coming out of corporate. Mm. And, and sometimes they've either had this idea for something, but they just don't know how to make it work. And so what I do is really help them to, first of all, get clear on what it is that they want to do, really create that vision for themselves. And they may not always know exactly what the steps are to get there. That's okay. You don't need to know the how. Clearly, I've demonstrated that you don't need to know the how. But if you have an idea of what your value is and what you want to bring to the marketplace, that's the first thing that we have to start with. And then I really help them creating that structure because the funny thing about entrepreneurship, so many people become entrepreneurs because they want the freedom that they believe entrepreneurship will give them. But you have to understand that the more structure you have in your business, the more freedom you will have in your life. And so many people just try to sidestep that. They get caught up in, oh, let me create the website. Let me create the perfect logo and the colors. And it's like, that has nothing to do with it. That comes later. But the bottom line is we have to get you into business. You got to get a sale because if you don't have a sale, you don't have a business. So I really help them with the strategies on that. How do we progress? What do we do? How are we going to get your business into profit quickly? and get those wins for you and likewise help you to get the wins for your clients as well. And so that's, that's primarily what the group coaching program is that I do. And then the speaking as well, I'm starting to lean more into the speaking again, uh, which I love doing for different, a variety of different events and different companies, helping them with the leadership aspect of it, the sales, obviously, and getting out of our own way, because let's face it. A lot of times we're the ones that hold ourselves back. We look outside as if we need permission for someone else to step into our lives and play a higher game. And that has to come from within. I think it's really interesting that one of the niches that you're focused on are executives who are leaving the corporate world and becoming entrepreneurs. That was my journey 2007 when I left after my career in the corporate world. And it was amazing to me the journey of learning that I had to go on to really understand the difference between being a successful executive and being a successful entrepreneur. So I can imagine you're creating a lot of value for those people to really have to rethink kind of what you have to present yourself with. And, and so that's a great service that I'm sure you're performing for those people. Thank you. I appreciate that. There is such a truth in what you say there, because it is far different when you become an entrepreneur, because you've had all these, you've had boundaries around you, basically, you know, you've known what you had to do. You've got a team around you and all of that. And then when you step out on your own, you're like, oh, wait a minute. There's no one here doing all these things, but the faster <laughs> you can start building that team is the faster you're going to build a sustainable business as well. Yeah. 
And you also, I heard you say you do work, you do kind of customize some of your work to work with female entrepreneurs. And I guess I, I would ask you from doing that and being one, kind of the arc of what's evolving for female entrepreneurs, what are you seeing the current state of the environment is for women who want to be their own boss, be an entrepreneur, start their own business? What I'm seeing, quite frankly, is that there are a lot of women that want to enter the coaching field of some sort, whether it's a life coach or relationship coach, health mm -hmm. and wellness coach, whatever it may be. And it's, it's great because that's a huge industry. And I do believe very strongly, and I think everybody could use a mentor and such, but, but what I'm finding is that many times, especially with the female clients that I work with is that they get stuck in this trap of analyzing and then overanalyzing and then rethinking things and they don't step out in action because they don't know exactly what to do next and so they get all caught up in some of the mundane tasks you know it's like they jump from one thing to another so it's really getting clear and dialed in on things but also I'm finding that there are so many women out there that are so good at, at what they do when they step into, whether it be health coaching, whether it be, you know, maybe they're deciding to start an accounting firm. You know, mm -hmm. it's just they're, they're really good at what they do, but it's just a matter of understanding what are some of the tools and the strategies that you need to really help boost your business. That's fantastic. So speaking, and you kind of touched on this earlier, but I'm wondering if you could share with our audience, where are you going as an entrepreneur to access other entrepreneurs who have insights and experience that can help you to stay ahead of the competition and ultimately grow your businesses. I have a mastermind that I'm involved with that I work with and I love this group. Um, I have a business coach. Absolutely. I have a couple of business coaches that I work with and um, that is, I, you know, I, I think it's important, especially if you're an entrepreneur that you have to have a support group of some sort. Because, and, and, you know, there's so much information out there that you have to figure out what's right for you, what resonates with you. And you have to do your due diligence as well. Because listen, when I first started and I was trying to figure out things online, I would watch video tutorials. I would look at different things. I would download guides and all that. And I was like duct taping everything together. But I think you have to really do your due diligence, take a look at what's out there and figure out, is this somebody that has walked the walk? Is this somebody that is where I want to go? And, and always look for somebody that's further ahead than you. You don't want to, you don't want to be meant or following somebody that's at the same level as you. You know, if you've got big sites and you're wanting to build a multi-million dollar company, then you look for somebody that's done that. You look for somebody that's already ahead of the game so that you can follow in their footsteps. Because quite frankly, success leaves clues and it's very predictable. It's like a recipe. But once you figure out what you need to do and what applies to your business, and there are basic strategies and principles that you have to have in your business. But once you know, for example, like where you should be hanging out, is it on Facebook? Is it on LinkedIn? Where is your group of people? Where's your audience? Then you follow that system. You set that up for yourself and you rinse and repeat, and you have to be consistent with it as well. But that, that is so important to me to have that network around me that I can tap into that I can ask questions of and say, Hey, listen, I'm you know trying to figure this out. What do you think? I think it's important to have a strong support system around you. I agree. I think experience is the best teacher, but some lessons 
especially on the business side, are best learned vicariously through the experiences of others because oh, yeah. we can learn from somebody else's trail. And you're right, success does leave clues. I love that. Speaking of tomorrow, what does the future hold for you as a serial entrepreneur? Definitely doing more of the group coaching. I love that. And I love, I teach it live and I also record it, but I love that because for me, the group coaching rather than just having a program allows people to interact and ask questions in real time when they're stuck. And so I absolutely love that. So I'm definitely doing more of the group coaching and we'll be doing some retreats and some masterminds as well. Uh, the speaking, obviously I'm leaning more into that and getting more and more calls, which is fantastic. I love doing that and working with other people, whether it's, you know, whether it is corporate and helping even the employees really tap into their own innate strengths and their own leadership. I think that's so important because I think quite frankly, everybody has the ability to be the CEO of themselves and take responsibility. So I love being out there and sharing that and, and talking with different companies and helping them with the leadership and the sales aspect. And then I'm working actually right now. I, I don't know why I started this, but I started two books at the same time, I think, because I had both ideas and I realized they kind of separated into two books. So I have, I work in storyboards. I have these ginormous post-it notes and mm -hmm. they're like storyboards. And that this, you know, I always start with the end of the book first and then I write the, the beginning and then I go and fill in everything. So I'm doing two because one is, one is linked to a podcast that I'm uh, will be launching probably in about a month here. Congratulations. So, we'll make thanks. sure to tune into it. If someone would like to connect with you and learn more about the things that you're doing, Kim, where do you suggest they go? They can reach out to me on any of the social platforms. It's Kim Kelly Thompson, K-E-L-L-E-Y. So it's Kim Kelly Thompson or at my site, KimKellyThompson.com. So any of those locations. Well, this has been a blast. I've enjoyed the time we've spent together. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. So glad to be a part of this. I mean, I told you we met so long ago at a different, gosh, an event here in Orange County. And it's just so great that you're still doing this. This show has been going on for quite a while and I love it. Thank you. Thank you. And I'd like to thank the audience. You're a part of Orange County's longest running business talk show. As Kim <laughs> said, Kim's episode was episode number 1,408 in our catalog. If you're an Orange County entrepreneur and you would like to tell your story, then reach out to me. You can either find me on LinkedIn at Rick, R-I-C, Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. Visit my website, same thing, rickfranzi.com. And until the next time we have a chance to be together, I truly hope that all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. Mm -hmm.